Back on this Saturday morning, Steve Cashel, Dr. Brian Cole. It is Sports Medicine Weekly. Our website is sportsmedicineweekly.com. That leads us to this. Time now for our Ask the Doctor segment, giving our listeners the opportunity to have Dr. Cole address their specific sports injury issues. It's very easy. Go to that website, sportsmedicineweekly.com. And on the homepage on the website, look for the picture of Dr. Cole and yours truly. Click on that link, and you can ask the doc a question. Ready, Dr. Cole? I'm in. All right, first one. I'm interested in getting a cortisone injection for my knee, but I have diabetes. Can I get the injection, and what should I expect? It's a good question. So cortisone injections are used frequently, for example, for arthritis or maybe degenerative conditions. It can be really effective and are are generally very safe. Uh, but those who have diabetes can uh, experience a, a temporary rise in their blood sugar that can happen for hours or days following the cortisone injection. So I can still do it in diabetic patients, uh, but they have to be very uh, uh, regimented in terms of how they follow their blood sugars. And the, you know their peak elevation of a sugar can happen between 5 to 84 hours, so they have to monitor it very closely and sometimes even take either extra medicine or uh, extra insulin, even upwards for the next five days. So the, the rule of thumb is you want to really monitor your sugars for up to five days after having a cortisone injection if you have diabetes and uh, probably could monitor it up to four times a day. And then there may be have to some cha- you may have to uh, uh, undergo some changes in terms of your insulin or your oral medications. All righty, next question. Dr. Cole, what are the signs that I should take a rest day from working out? Well, I, you know, I'll give you a great example. I, I do this uh, uh, body pump class on Sundays, and I swear I am so, no matter, what, no matter what I do during the week from a workout, I do that class for an hour on a Sunday, and I'm sore for three days. What's and involved in the class? It's just a, well, it's a, it's a, um, it's a longstanding um, uh, weight program with barbells that have weights that are interchangeable. And um, it's to music, and it's, you know, it's high reps, uh, moderate to low weight. And it's just, it's like the first time I've ever done it. Every, t- every Sunday I do it, I feel like I've never worked out before the next two days where you can, you know, barely walk. So, you know, to that point, uh, if you're feeling like you need, you're really sore, uh, sometimes it's hard to get out of that funk. So you can do some things for a pre-workout in terms of uh, dynamic warm-up program. You can do percussion, percussion treatment with uh, some type of device, foam rolling and so forth. But sometimes extreme soreness can be a sign your body just needs some extra time to recover. Uh, I mean, there's times when you kind of have to give your, yourself a break. If you're really stressed, a hard workout can be good for stress, but elevating your heart rate might actually aggravate symptoms, especially if you have some anxiety. So that's another time when you say, you know what, I'm going to take a rest day. Uh, if you're very sleep deprived, uh, kind of running on empty, that may be a time where you uh, maybe want to uh, uh, prioritize sleep over the exercise. But truth be told, very few people ever regret the, the chance to get in the gym, even if they're overtired. So you got to kind of make that, that, that cut. Uh, certainly if you have a fever, I would say that that's an issue. Uh, if you're feeling under the weather, rule of thumb, if you're, uh, uh, sort of, it's a, your symptoms are above the neck, runny nose, sore throat, it's okay to do a light workout. But if it's, uh, stuff that's in the chest and, and so forth, uh, maybe want to skip it, especially if you have a fever, because a fever can actually increase your heart rate. And if you're at all dehydrated, it can uh, have actually significant consequences. So having a fever and doing high level exercise is something that you should really never do. 
So those are some r- rules of thumb uh, when you can take a day rest, uh, excuse me, a, a rest day uh, after uh, uh, some of those challenges. Yeah, some people, they want to go to the gym seven days. Doesn't mean you have to have intense workouts. So do something else, right? I mean, everyone says, okay, if I get to the gym, I'll feel happy about myself. Yeah. I feel like I deserve to eat or something. But no, do, an do active, something yeah, else. You can do an active rest day. You don't have to do nothing. You don't have to do an intense workout, but you can do something that's more like rest, but it's an active rest day. So recovery is important. All right. Next question. Are there cognitive benefits to exercise? So that's a really interesting one and um, one that I really support as patients age. There's tremendous data in patients with Alzheimer's and other types of dementia. Uh, There's actually a recent study that looked at 35 uh, investigational trials, and they basically demonstrated a very uh, uh, positive effect of exercise on cognitive function in patients with long-standing or chronic disease. Um, And that really, uh, the benefit was achieved either with uh, low or high or moderate uh, exercise intensity. And it was especially beneficial in patients with Alzheimer's disease and uh, other forms of dementia. So uh, it's really important. So that's uh, being doing frequent exercise, probably uh, up to three times a week, 30 to 45 minutes, uh, doing an uh, uh, age-appropriate, physiologic-appropriate intensity, uh, and doing load-bearing exercises. All those things are super important. And, Doc, uh, before we say goodbye, I've got another one I want to touch on from the NFL uh, J.J. Watts, boy, what a great player with the Houston Texans. Torn pec tendon out for the season. Is that something that needs to be repaired? Yeah, so most people who tear their pec tendon are usually very active because it happens in you know activities that stress the pec tendon. So most commonly would be like a bench press or their arm, they're in a sport and their arm gets pulled to the side very violently and the pec contracts to try to prevent that from happening. So if you don't repair it, um, and it, you know the best time to repair it is when it happens, when it's fresh, because it's very difficult to repair in a delayed fashion. If you decide to neglect it, then most commonly it's associated with significant deformity, the sort of lumpiness up in the chest. So it's a cosmetic issue. Occasionally, patients will complain of crampiness there. And then the other issue is strength and endurance uh, can be a real problem. So for high-level athletes like J.J. Watt, uh, it absolutely makes sense to to fix the challenges. You're going it's a season ender. So this is a a uh, four-month to six-month recovery, uh, big athlete, uh, uh, collision sport, strength requirements, things like that can be longer than six months. Uh, but for other more precision sports where strength is less of an issue, maybe as soon as four months. But in this case, unfortunately, in J.J. Watt's situation, uh, it's a season ender. All right, Doc, great stuff. Appreciate it. And uh, we will see you next week. All righty. Great show. All righty. Net proceeds from our show, Sports Medicine Weekly. Go to support orthopedic research at Rush through the liveactivenow.org fund. Many thanks to our producer, he's Shane Reardon, our coordinating producer, Tracy Toro. Also want to thank David Cole for managing our website and our business operations, as well as Samantha Smith from Midwest Orthopedics at Rush. For Dr. Brian Cole, I'm Steve Cashel saying so long. Thanks for listening to Sports Medicine Weekly here on The Score. Up next on The Score, Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski. We'll be back with a brand new edition of Sports Medicine Weekly next Saturday morning, 8 a.m. Central, only on 670 The Score.